What is up, guys, and welcome to another episode of the Crypto Entrepreneurs Podcast. As always, it's your host, Charles, and today we've got another excellent trading episode for you. So I'm going to be sitting down with Wolf. His Twitter handle is I'm not the Wolf. Probably know him if you are on Twitter. He's an excellent trader. Uh, and today we're going to be getting into kind of his background, how he got to where he's at, how he's developed his trading strategy, his current strategy, which is heavily focused on Ichimoku, and then what he plans on doing in the next year or so and what he's looking forward to. Very densely packed with information. Highly suggest this episode. You're here. Stick through it. First part's his story. Second part's his trading strategy. Um, before we get into that, though, I do just want to give a couple quick updates and announcements. Again, this is a video interview. If you're listening to this on the podcasting platforms, I highly suggest heading over to YouTube. There's a link in the description below. And the reason I say this is because we're actually going to be going through, looking at some charts, pulling up some altcoins. He's going to be going through his full process. And you want to be able to see it, not just hear it. And while you're there, I suggest subscribing to the YouTube channel because on a go-forward basis, these will all be video interviews. And it's crucial that you see what's going on, not only hear what's going on. Uh, on top of that, I do just want to give a quick shout out to the sponsors. Both of them are continuing to kill it. First is Crypto.com. Every single time I talk about them, they've got something new going on. Uh, and so for this week, going to try to keep it short. Uh, talk about the two sales that they're doing through the syndicate, which is their fundraising platform. The first is Eng or Engine Coin. Uh, they're doing a 50% off sale on the 23rd, which is today, the day the episode gets put out. So if you're interested in snagging some Engine, engine Coin for 50% off, head on over. There's a link in the description below. You can get set up with that. On top of that, related to Engine Coin. Uh, you can earn 6% annually or 6% interest annually through their program Crypto Earn when staking or holding your engine coin. Uh, so if you're a proponent of engine and you want to start earning interest on it, send it on over. Start staking. You do as zero, one, and three-month periods uh, and your interest rate increases as you kind of bump up at, at that length that you're holding it there. Uh, and then also 50% off Bitcoin sale. This one's huge. It's for the fourth anniversary. That is happening on the 30th of June. Most of the sales you need to be staking CRO for this one. No staking necessary. You can head on over, sign up, buy Bitcoin 50% off. You're sleeping on this if you do not participate and get some cheap Bitcoin. Second sponsor coin flip they are the largest crypto atm company by volume and the third largest by number of machines they're just continuing to plug along not too much is new uh, there is a link to their website in the description below if you want to head out hit one of their atms buy some bitcoin or a couple other cryptocurrencies they will show you which location is closest to you they do have some of the lowest fees in the market. So if you are buying Bitcoin or other cryptocurrencies from a crypto ATM, I highly suggest CoinFlip. On top of that, their OTC desk launched about a month ago. Wonderful service. 
for anyone who's looking to buy some Bitcoin over the counter. I couldn't recommend anybody else. These guys have the lowest fees or some of the lowest fees in the market. On top of that, one of the lowest minimums that I've seen, it's only five grand minimum and their customer service is fantastic. They can get you set up, make the process very easy for you. So again, if you wanna buy Bitcoin from an ATM or over the counter, there's a link in the description below. Check it out, highly recommend it guys. Now, again, apologies for all the, all the sponsorship talk that I have to go through at the beginning of the episodes. I get hyped on it. I know some of you guys aren't, but let's get into this episode with Wolf, start talking about his trading strategy and his path to becoming a trader. So I'm sitting down here with Wolf. Uh, Twitter handle is I'm not the wolf. Uh, you used to have an old Twitter handle. We can get into that in a second. Uh, because you were huge back in the day, still are, but nothing compared to the 2017 numbers. Um, so yeah. we can get into all that. But before we do, can you just give us a brief background on yourself and what you were doing before trading so that my audience kind of gets a general idea of who you actually are? Um, yes. Yeah, so hello. Well, thanks for having me on the show. Of course. Um, thanks um, for sitting down, man. <laughs> um, um, I guess my nickname, even in real life, is Wolf uh started off as wolf polonix now it's i'm not the wolf and um before crypto i was mostly into seo and online marketing sort of um entrepreneurship stuff uh not necessarily like drop shipping but more like finding manufacturers uh you know irl in real life to make my own products and and sort of create um businesses on the like pertaining to those and, and just focus on e-commerce um, sales. But, um, but anyways, but that was that I've done that. And before that I've gone through a whole different wide array of things. My, my personal story is actually a little bit crazy. I don't know if you want to get into that too much. Yeah, <laughs> please. I mean, honestly, I, I personally like hearing all of the backstory cause it really kind of gives me a full picture of who I'm talking with. And then the crazier, the better, honestly. So if you've got some <laughs> stories, we've got the time. Oh, I've got, I've got some stories. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, um, I, I guess we'll start with what first got me into crypto. So I first, like my first Bitcoin was about like 44 bucks, but I didn't really, I wasn't really investing in crypto. I was using it. Um, and, and I was using it because I was a vendor in, in the original Silk Road. I was vending uh, DMT. Yeah. <laughs> and you're good so, to just talk about all this with your face out there i mean i just had somebody on i think it was the last episode or maybe two episodes ago he was uh -huh. a vendor he was like i want to be completely anonymous like i don't even want my twitter handle associated with it he actually went to jail he got caught up went to jail crazy yeah, story that's, that's why that's why i don't really care about it because i already did my time for it. okay so it's not like oh god yeah, it's, not, it's not like i can get in trouble for it <laughs> yeah, right? i already go. got in trouble for it <laughs> okay um, yeah, so I, I actually spent two years in prison for that. Wow. Okay. So wow, this is this is very odd because I have never known anyone as a vendor on the Silk Road. I've had so many people come on and say, Oh, I bought drugs on the Silk Road. That was kind of my intro. And I'd uh -huh. always been looking for somebody who was on the sell side of that. And just recently I did that episode and now I'm talking to you. So crazy <laughs> coincidence here. Yeah. Uh yeah, it was, I mean, it was, a, it, was a, it was a trip, that's for sure. It was definitely like a whole new, at the time, it was completely new 
space you know you're just always used to buying like face to face in person and going from one person to the next and and whatever and silk road just sort of opened the doors for all of that to be done online and uh to cut out a lot of middlemen and yada 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 but um but yeah but it was it, it was it was a crazy experience unfortunately i got i got caught up by getting snitched on um really sorry to hear that that's whatever it's like fucking 10 years ago now (laughs) (laughs) way back when yeah uh so Uh really quick with that you know bitcoin's at 50 bucks or so were Mm. you storing any of that away or were you just pretty much cashing out straight to cash or were you keeping it all kind of on the silk road and did it get confiscated uh no so i i was um for the most part i was like saving a lot of it on there just because it was on the wallet and i didn't really know a lot of the whole Bitcoin stuff. Right. Yeah. Um, but I ended up cashing out, um, like not too long after it, it, it was, it was kind of a hype back then. So, and there wasn't that many vendors. So, um, the, especially for DMT, but the, uh, the, <laughs> the, the amount of sales on there was, was a surprise was a pretty surprising amount i'm sure now it's probably even even crazier but i'm sure the, the vendors now is like really saturated yeah um, I, haven't, I haven't been on it in, in years but I'm, i could just only assume um so so i did cash out after after a while it wasn't it was, it was only like 100 percent roi after i was like holy crap i doubled my my money just by keeping it in there it was like 80 something 80, 80 bucks which happened only just like a, a few weeks later or something and um and the after after i cashed out like shortly after that because i was getting out of the game you know um that's when i got i got i got snitched on and and that's when i went in trouble so thankfully i was able to cash out before i i, I got in trouble and, and one well thankfully not thankfully, not thankfully got, right because if you yeah, had not thankfully stored that all away and held it for a couple of years you'd be sitting pretty yeah well one one of the funny experiences or stories that i have from that is uh i remember i was you know in in the big house let me move my phone i remember i was in the in the big house um going waiting for breakfast so one of my like morning routine things or whatever is uh you know you they, they wake you up get get out of your cell um and then there's like the living common area that you you sit down or some people play cards or whatever we're just waiting for our cell block to go to to go um, get breakfast and and I remember my thing was always to sit down and read the newspaper every day I read the newspaper so I was sitting down reading the newspaper and um, and this is actually where I got into finance as well where I learned finance so it was kind of a good thing um I was reading the newspaper and I was reading the finance section and right there in the front page I see Bitcoin skyrockets to thousand dollars or something. Oh, you're and losing I, your mind at that. Point. Yeah, and I'm and I'm like, what the? F-? And I grab the newspaper and I throw it up in the air and it flies into like a million pieces or whatever. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> and the guards like, wolf, what the fuck? And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> like you don't even know what's going on. I had Bitcoin at forty dollars. It's now a thousand. Yeah, it was it was crazy, man. I was oh god, and and. And it was it was like in the, in sort of the beginning of of everything because when like when the whole thing sort of it just ramped up so fast. I remember when it was going from basically forty all the way up to to a thousand, I guess. Um, 
it happened so fast, but I wasn't really experiencing all of it. It's not like I was tracking the, the price every single day or whatever. As soon as I just saw it um, reach to like 80, I think it was like 88 or something. Cause it was a hundred percent ROI or something. So, so that's what, that's when I took it out. But, um, but the fact that I read a thousand <laughs> and I, and I did the math in my head, cause even when you trade right now, right. And, and you see, Oh, if I would have kept this trade and then you use the calculator to see how much money you would have made. I did that exact same stuff, except just, you know, in my head over there. And I was like, fuck, if I would have kept that shit, it would have been so much more. You yeah. Know? I was like, oh, and then, you know, you look at 2017 where you ran to almost 20 K and you're freaking out. But I feel like that's kind of the story for most of the people who have been around for a while. They've said, you know, I sold some off early. It was a learning experience. You know, you're at least introduced to Bitcoin and mm-hmm. have held some along the way. Um, so when did you actually, did you go to prison or were you just in jail the whole time? No, jail, jail is 12 months or less. Prison's 12 months and above. So I went, I went to prison. Okay, there we go. And then the, when the, did you get out house. of prison? Uh, I'm not going to say that for doxing purposes. Okay, but, okay, okay. Apologies. But, but uh, about like, uh, what? That's uh, about like eight years ago. Okay. Eight, nine, eight, nine years ago. A while ago. So then yeah. did you immediately jump back in where you're like, okay, this Bitcoin thing is fucking the no. future. Let me... <laughs> no, God. no, I, um, I, well, because, because I didn't want to, I, I didn't want to get back into the, that whole lifestyle. Yeah. That so, makes sense. Um, so I had some money still saved up a little bit cause they, they did charge me, um, for some cash and everything, but I had, I had some money still still saved up and basically i just I, I bought a car like a pretty like i used a little beater and um and, and then my whole focus was to find a job right so i can sort of get back on my feet and and this is when i was still living in california because i had i had a girlfriend up there um so so i was in California basically looking for work all all around like the San Bernardino area and if anyone's ever been to San Bernardino there's fucking nothing out <laughs> it's there trash. right <laughs> the armpit I, is it the armpit of California I feel like it's like Riverside or San Bernardino or something like that yeah the 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 IE they call it the, <laughs> the, the inland empire I don't just there's nothing it sounds about it, nice empire yeah. at all <laughs> <laughs> they make it sound really good but for anyone who doesn't live in California it is garbage yeah, it's pretty bad. So, um, so while I was over there, um, well, I, this actually even before I I got back with my girlfriend, right? This was more like um, I was I was sort of just staying out there for for other personal reasons, and then also um, trying to get back together with my girlfriend, which we ended up getting back together. But um, but for a few months, I was living in my car, so I was homeless, um, looking for work, and and this is one of the big things that sort of propelled me um in 2017 as a lot of people followed me was the fact that i was like sort of that success story yeah i was and, gonna say um, really a rags to riches kind of story yeah it's crazy so, man. so so like my life basically consisted of um i had, I had a, a membership at 24 hour fitness because but when i was when i got out of prison i was jacked dude i was <laughs> fucking ripped dude <laughs> so, so like, hit the gym i can shower at the gym live in yeah. the car <laughs> <laughs> That's basically it, because those there was always people there. So for the most part, it was relatively safe to have your car parked there, and you know no one's really gonna steal your shit. And as long as you park in, at the entrance where there's lights and cameras, and um, and and then like no one's gonna tow you because 
parking lots open 24 hours. So, so I would, I would sleep in the back seat basically. And, and, and then just wake up, get my little duffel bag from the trunk and go in, do a quick workout when it's relatively empty and then go take a shower, brush my teeth, shave, whatever, whatever I had to do. And, and, and then go out and look for work again from there. And, um, and I couldn't find it for actually, for months. I couldn't find it. I was looking for, I, I used to, I had a background like computer, um, computer stuff, right? Uh, mostly like networking, programming, a little bit of programming, but mostly networking. And I, I couldn't find work for that. So at some point. Was, was that after, because of the jail time or the time that you spent in prison? Or was that just nobody was hiring? Oh, one at, at Inland Empire. I mean, I'm, I'm sure it's a little bit of both. Yeah. <laughs> There's not much opportunities out there. There we go. But but it's definitely, I think, also the fact that um, that because I because of the whole prison stuff. So I was I was in the system basically. Yeah, and, you had you had a record. Anyone who's kind of running mm-hmm. a background check sees that. I know, like I, it doesn't it doesn't even get to the background check though. That's okay, the, that, that's the that's the sad part. So when you're when you're leaving, right? When you're doing like orientation to to get out of get out of jail um, or prison, they they say you know don't don't lie on on your on your um what do you call it employment on your, like form. application or resume yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't, don't don't lie on your on your application because once it gets to the you know once they do a background check then it's going to come out and then you know you're fucked like yeah you're de- you're definitely going to get fired so they say don't don't do that so the entire time you know i was just trying to be honest and always writing you know have where they say have you ever been arrested blah blah you you check the box the, the whole ban the box thing that people are trying to push right now which i think they definitely should but um but i i realized that it was because of that just more from than any- like right there they just say no applications out the window you've got a record yeah so i i realized it was that more than anything because I I fucking capitulated basically, <laughs> and I and I went to apply to McDonald's. Oh I like, man, Fuck, I need a I need a job. So so I went to apply to McDonald's, and when to apply to McDonald's, you just apply online, right? So when I when I applied, um, one of the things is you know have you ever been arrested? So I clicked that box, and when when I was finished submitting my form, I realized that it was that box that was fucking me over so like more than anything because. I received the you're rejected. Um, I, re- I received the rejection email like four seconds before <laughs> I got the thank you for applying to McDonald's email. Just immediately that box, yeah. you're out. Yeah. So it was, I mean, th- that right there was like heartbreaking. That was, was tough. Like, Fuck, I'm never going to get a job. Yeah. And um, I'm assuming and that kind of led to your entrepreneurial trading path that you're now down. Um, kind of, <laughs> so, <laughs> so that actually led me, forced me into, um, well, from there I ended up leaving the Inland Empire, thank God. And then, and, and, and then I'm basically going back, um, going back home to where I grew up in, in Fort Lauderdale and, uh, and there that's when, um, I got a job at, as, a whatchamacallit as a as, as a bus boy you know just a regular bus boy bar back but it paid garbage i was trying to i was trying to get uh trying to become a, a bartender but it just wasn't happening i was already working there for i think like six months or something and it just wasn't happening and it was just burning through all of my all of my savings um so i got to the point of desperation and it was either basically get back in the game 
to survive or you know figure some shit out yeah do some stuff on your own i it's sad to hear that that kind of just the cycle perpetuates and mm-hmm. you know, you get out of jail, you're stoked, you're ready to get a job. You have this experience and you get pushed into applying to a McDonald's and then working at a bus boy, working as a bus boy. And it's truly unfortunate, but it, you know, the story does have a happy ending. You're here now. Um, so when did that kind of, when did things kind of turn around? Uh, so from, from, I, it, within a very short period of time, actually, it wasn't it wasn't that long. All of this stuff just happened so fast. Yeah. It, happened, <laughs> it happened like within the the course of like a year, year and a half. So I went from like from homeless to to um, you know to not having a job for several months and and um, moving back to to being a, a barback bus boy, or whatever, for like a few months. And then uh, to the point of desperation, it was either get back in the game. Or figure some shit out and at the time i was actually if you guys have never been to south florida everyone's like either sugar babies or <laughs> um or or like they like all the girls are on only fans now i'm sure and of course it's 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 that type of really plastic stuff so my the girlfriend i was dating at the time was a stripper and because <laughs> i because i'm a degenerate right? of course and <laughs> is this the same girlfriend from california or you find somebody else out there no 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 it was it was different the okay. girl from california was actually really really good there um, we go christian church going girl oh man uh, so from christian yeah. church going girl to a stripper yeah Love and it. uh it was yeah it's crazy crazy times but she's the one that actually convinced me like why don't you just go go strip yeah, so <laughs> what is your so, story, man? I'm losing yo, my, my mind right now. <laughs> yeah, so, so that became a stripper for like two, three months. Jesus. And then and then from there so you were still jacked, um, right? So this is, yeah, this I was is easy for I'm, you. I'm in I'm in horrible shape right now because this fucking virus. <laughs> right. Stuck um, at home. Yeah. So I was I was doing I was actually doing a little bit of um amateur porn with her uh just just for fun just for shits and giggles we had like she had i think like five or six thousand daily views on snapchat and i had like 1500 to 2000 daily views on snapchat just 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 because we would just like record ourselves every single day god this story man (laughs) just it does not stop but it it was it was fun it was just like uh i don't know it was a crazy time it was fun and um and from there, that's when I started to to learn about like the whole e-commerce stuff, and um, and, and I and I from, from fuck from dancing is when I actually learned or, or met a manufacturer, and that's when I came up with the idea of, you know, why don't I just come up with my own design of shit and then sell it online, and the, and then from there, that's where it just kind of sprawled out, and you know, I got like I finished dancing, which sucked as as money goes anyways like anyone and i'm sure i'm sure for females is a different story i was gonna say female strippers seem to make a fuck ton of money but as a male stripper i don't see there being too much money thrown around i mean it's 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 like the it's the same shit as as streaming on twitch right yeah if you're if you're you're a dude streaming on twitch it's tough you gotta be top of the game whereas almost any woman can jump on and immediately a, a massive following it's crazy you've seen it with yeah. you know chicks that have blown up on twitter and twitch and stuff like that 
So you got you you finished the stripping, which is good, I would say. Yeah, yeah, that was that was a while ago. Thankfully, it was only a, a short period of time. It was. I'm not gonna lie. It was it's a, fun, right? It was a crazy experience. Yeah, man. I feel like all the stuff you've gone through, like it may not have been the best experience, but it's definitely an experience that you can talk about for the rest of your life. Not many people are gonna go strip ever in their life. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't recommend it either. <laughs> Here we go. Okay, for anyone who's about to capitulate on crypto, do not go Yeah, it's the 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 money is not um is is just not that good. But like you know, when when females go to a strip club, they want to feel like oh, I'm so special. Like come, you know, oh, I can. I don't have to tip them. I just I can just pull them up. Or, or pick them up uh, yeah, they, right they here because like my this. looks and blah 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 yeah and it's just I don't know it's just a it's just a weird thing um, <laughs> <laughs> but 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 it is what it is and then and then from from there I was able to do the e-commerce stuff and throughout this entire time right and, and at the same time I was also um, so I, actually I I found employment as a as a recruiter. Um, just because I was also still applying for other positions the entire time. And I, I actually did get a, a position as a recruiter. Um, while I was actually looking for p- employment in, in IT, I was, I, was, I was recruited by my recruiter. That <laughs> was for, it was a really weird thing. So basically just luck. Um, but then from there, everything sort of just, uh, like whenever I was, whenever I was, um, you know, I was already out of, out, of, out of the whole dancing stuff by then. Um, but anytime I was getting a regular payment or what do you call it? Paycheck. Shit, I haven't got a paycheck. So <laughs> <laughs> but whatever, whatever you get, a, whenever I got a paycheck, I was putting away like $150, $200, $250 to um, my investment account, basically, which is just crypto for the most part. It was Ethereum and Bitcoin, um, which was the only things that you could buy at the time on, on Coinbase. And around that time, um, I had started... And I, I was done with the recruiting stuff just because, you know, it wasn't for me. And um, and that's when I was focusing more on the e-commerce stuff. And I was going to go just all in, all e-commerce, blah, blah, blah. And I was doing that for maybe like a week. And Bitcoin just started to, to launch, right? Or Ethereum more than more than Bitcoin. And my, my relatively decent savings that I had on Ethereum and Bitcoin turned into a, a pretty you know, little substantial amount, especially for me at the time. Yeah. And, and I saw, cause I was, I was investing to Ethereum when it was like, I think it was like $16 or something. And maybe, maybe more, maybe like 18. And it was just dropping the entire weight. And I was like, Oh, whatever, you know, long-term game plan, you know, Warren Buffett, blah, blah, blah. So I was just, <laughs> I was just buying, 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 buying. And it dropped all the way down to like $8. And I was like, fuck, That's no more buying. That's I started buying. I, from, eight, <laughs> from $12 to $8 was my initial entry. And then after that, it just started going up and it didn't stop. Yeah. Yeah. So I was around the same time. I was a little bit earlier than you, I think, because I was like around $18. Um, but when it went to $8, I bought maybe one time and, and then it like still stayed there like a little bit and i was like you know what fuck this i'm not buying anymore it just keeps going down if i went from 18 to, to like eight dollars i was like no i'm done and um and then finally it started to take off and i think around like 10 or 12 i started to buy again and um and then it launched it went up to like 60 i think like 62 dollars or something and and then and then it crashed down to like 35 or 30 something and then it went back up again to like 55 and i was like holy shit if i would have 
bought there. <laughs> this stuff I already did in in in, uh, in prison, right? So, but I was like, if I would have bought there, sold there, and rebought right there again, I would have had way so much more money. <laughs> like, I'd be rich. <laughs> yeah, like how hard is it to you know sell the top and buy the bottom? Easy, right? So, <laughs> so, so everyone uh, goes through at the beginning. Oh yeah, I just gotta uh, buy this this bottom and sell this top, and I'd be rich. But I'm assuming this is kind of where it transitions into the actual mm-hmm. trading. Yeah, so so from there I thought, okay, how do I learn how to do this so that I can, you know, make those moves, right? And that's where I started to learn about technical analysis. Cause because when I was in prison, I was um I, I was I was paper trading, right? But not necessarily paper trading, but just like, you know, reading up on the stuff and just like the, the companies that I thought sounded good. Cause I was very limited with my data. It was only it was only the newspapers that I can go off of. But one of the things that sort of gave me that initial high and in, in the whole um, idea and, and uh, strength of investing basically was I think I think Tesla was like eighty something dollars or or something like that and and I, I had bought in on, on a paper trade and then it skyrocketed to like three hundred dollars and I was like whoa imagine if I had like you know all of all of my money on that before <laughs> <laughs> before before it launched it would have made a lot of money and blah blah, blah. so um, so that's what got me into investing or to learn about personal finance. Uh, to begin with, but but crypto is what got me into technical analysis. So, so I, I started learning like how can I, how do you trade, right? Because I knew I knew the term trading, but I didn't know technical analysis. So I was like, how do you trade? And then from there, on Google and on Investopedia and stuff, um, that's where I started to learn about the magic wonders of technical analysis. <laughs> and and it just went from there. I mean, I le- I learned everything off of Investopedia and stockcharts.com those are the two main websites that i ever used there we go so after this kind of after ethereum started to blow up after really everything started to rise uh you gained a massive twitter following uh and Mm. that was i'm assuming kind of as you're learning and developing your trading strategy uh so what was that like as you were kind of blowing up on twitter everything's kind of going crazy your portfolio is going up your knowledge is increasing uh mm-hmm. how, how did you kind of how did the trading strategy develop during that time period well with i mean there, back then i was super degenerate i was trading like the five minutes and the 15 minutes but it was everything was going up especially on all coins um so it, it was just it was just easy, easy money and and back then i feel like there was not many bots at all in the market. It was all retail and all, for the most part, um, organic. And, you know, technical analysis, I feel, was just so much easier back then. All you had to do was just sell the resistance and buy the support, and, and it almost always worked, right? It was it was the insane. The win rates back then were just absolutely insane. Um, and, and because I was trading the micros, I was putting out charts like, like crazy every day. And... I guess from that, my, my whole little success story stuff and um, and just the fact that I was kind of teaching while I was while I was learning, but teaching online, like just um, throwing out tweets. And by the way, if, if anyone out there is looking to learn, I always recommend start teaching, you, you know, start teaching to the public it doesn't matter. But when you're when you're when you're teaching or putting out sort of like educational pieces um, that forces you to basically learn everything before you push out whatever the hell you're pushing out unless you're just a bullshitter yeah (laughs) which there are plenty of people out there who are just bullshitting yeah i think so too um but but i think for the most part most people like to 
make sure they know what they're talking about before they they push you know shit out um yeah really quickly on that you know i mm-hmm. i know a lot of people who kind of put out educational content and you know there's the people who are chirping from the stands like oh you don't really know what you're talking about and that's really tough for me to see because you know everyone's still kind of learning as we go this is a relatively new industry and mm-hmm. so to put out stuff try to teach other people and also do it as you're learning I think that's like the best way to go about it. And for some reason, you know, certain people get hate. Oh, you don't really know what you're talking about. It's like, well, you know, we're all kind of learning as we go. Um, But I love what you're saying about kind of learning it and then teaching it to really cement, you know, your knowledge. And I'm sure that has been crucial to your growth. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, I, I feel like I became a really fast learner just because of that. And also I was trading the micros. Another thing, another tip that I, I give to people as well is if, if you want to learn how to trade, trade at the micros, day trade, you know, just scalp the shit out of the market. Don't, don't look at the daily. I mean, you can obviously look at the daily. You're supposed to, to see the macro trends, but to gain more experience per trade, you're obviously going to have more opportunities to trade if you're trading like the 15 minute, then rather than just sticking to the daily, you know, someone who's trading the 15 minute can go through like 50 trades before someone trading the daily goes through five trades. So all each trade is always a learning experience, especially when you're first starting off. So if, if you can give yourself more exposure to those trading opportunities, then I, I, I think that's definitely the way to go. But, but just make sure you, whatever you're trading with, is something you're comfortable with losing because when you, whenever you learn, fuck, even when you, even when you've already learned, um, you're always going to make losses, you know? So, um, it's just, it's just the name of the game. It's, it's part of the game. It's, uh, it, it's not a straight line up, right? It's just <laughs> up and down. On, um, on top of that yeah. really quick, you know, especially because interest is dried up, volume has dropped up, dropped off a lot, you know, make sure, I, you say the micros, I would say now it might be a little bit of a better call to maybe look at some of the macros because, you know, mm-hmm. volume on a lot of these coins is just zero for the day. You know, you look at some stuff that has one to five million dollar market cap and there's zero volume for the entire day. So it's a little bit tough. Um, you do have to make sure you're trading coins that other people are looking at and trading or you're mm-hmm. not going to learn much. You know, so one person can, you know, dump the chart and or dump their coins and the chart goes off a cliff um so just kind of be weary of that to anyone who's kind of out there newer to trading yeah i definitely um the what i was more more leaning towards was basically was mostly bitcoin um with all Hmm. with all coins there's so many especially now right now is a really good time to be trading all coins in my opinion because you know we're, we're breaking support on bitcoin dominance and uh and all coins just look really strong right now. If you look at, you know, if you look at the macros of all the all coins, we've, most of them have been um, consolidating for over a year at making a bottom. So now we're starting to launch up a lot of these coins broke resistance. Like Zilliqa is a perfect example where we had this rectangular consolidation point. And if you want, I can put up, I can pull up some charts to. Yeah, if you want to get into it, I, I was still trying to. I was going to ask, you know, if we could just get to maybe your specific trading strategy now and then yeah if you wanted to pull up some charts we can look at it uh kind of see what you've been looking at over the last couple months i would say all right um well i could i could probably do both yeah quick it's just i'm just more of a visual guy so please no i mean anything (laughs) i've moved to the the video interviews so that when i sit down with traders people can actually see what you guys are looking at 
Yeah, it's. Uh, I think a lot of people, a lot of people like that stuff. So you can see my 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 chart now. Yeah, yeah, it's coming up. So one of the things that um, when I first started, it was always just about trend lines. So I wasn't even using Ichimoku. Now now Ichimoku is like one my, my bread and butter. But when I first started, it was just naked charts and just doing the whole, um, you know, trend lines buy buy support down here or whatever and sell whenever we. We're out of support, blah, blah, blah. But this is Bitcoin. Bitcoin is kind of a bitch to, to trade. So let's uh, switch on <laughs> over to, um, let's pull up Zillica real quick, just to give that as an example. Because I think this is the, like, one of one of the, the, the poster childs for, for altcoins right now. Yeah. No, this is perfect. So with, with Zillica, um, one of the things that I like to do with altcoins in general um, it, with altcoins, I'm always a uh, what's known as a position trader, where you try to get in at the best possible position, like at a bottom, not before it pumps, and then and then obviously sell when it pumps. So this is the daily chart, and you can see since basically what since we broke into this range uh, in August fourth, twenty nineteen, all the way up until May um, twenty twenty, May pretty 14, much a full year. Yeah, so a whole year we've we've just sat down here and we've consolidated on this range. Um, and as soon as it broke out, you know, we had a little bit of a throwback right here, and, and then it just launched. So the, these consolidations for altcoins especially is is very important to to look for in any sort of altcoin spring or altcoin season. Um, another another example, really quick, would be gold. I, I called I called gold. Uh, bullish on the bottom like around over here way back in in 2019 i think it was some somewhere over here actually fuck it might have made it in 2018 um but but somewhere over here i called bottom on gold because this had a multi this is like seven years something multi-year consolidation and ascending triangle with with my trading strategy i'm very heavily reliant on um, I mostly use Fibonacci levels, as you see here, um, patterns. I'm definitely a pattern trader. Trader, I always, always, always trade patterns. And then um, in terms of indicators, I mostly use uh, Ichimoku, uh, Ichimoku Club, which is, you know, this crazy stuff that's that just popped up. Um, <laughs> so but, I, I, I uh -huh. did an episode on Ichimoku. I've done an episode on Fibonacci. Uh, do you think we could just go through each of them and kind of talk about how you implement them into your trading strategy for my audience who has no idea how they work? Yeah, so uh, Ichimoku is way more complex than the usual <laughs> than the usual <laughs> indicator. Uh, for I actually have a, a video up as well. I just don't cover the lagging span, which I think is kind of, I don't know, lagging spans. It's not as important as, as a lot of people play it out to be, in my opinion. Um, but basically what, what Ichimoku or what the Ichimoku is, and the reason why I like it so much is because it's such a robust indicator. This, uh, this red line right here, the dark red line is called the, the Kijun, this right here. And then this blue line is called the Tenkan-sen. And those act as the moving averages, right? So, um, whenever the Tenkan-sen is above the Kijun, it's supposed to be a bullish crossover. Whenever the Kijun is, um, below the, or is above the Tenkan-sen, that's a bearish crossover. Um, so, so that's just that. And then after that, we have these clouds over here. Um, the gonna the red ask cloud the and clouds, the green cloud. I do not understand the clouds. I've seen them on so many charts, and I'm just, I, I don't understand what you're looking for, what you're looking at. 
Um, so please, please help me out here. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, the, the clouds are more, um, they're also kind of moving averages, but, but they're more of, um, I, I guess kind of a good, a good comparative tool would be like the, the guppy. Um, but you know, if you don't know guppy, then, then ba basically they're, 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 they're for, they, they work through cycles but they act as resistance and support, right? So whenever it's a red cloud, it's basically a bearish cloud, it's a resistance cloud. Um, but whenever the, the price is very far from the cloud, right? So sort of like, a, like when Guppy's really far from the, 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 the very last ribbon, sort of say, or the ribbons are very spread, then, then the price has to come closer. That means that it's, it's an oversold territory. Um, and the same in, in this example right here, whenever the cloud is really, or the price is really far away from the green cloud, um, then it's an overbought territory. So that's when you should basically, you know, take profit, sell, whatever the case may be. So a perfect example is right here, this, uh, let's open up a, a rectangle tool and let's get rid of logs so that it's locked here. But let's say from the top of this point to the very bottom of this cloud, that's a pretty fucking long distance from the cloud, right? This, this box. So if we trace that over, and we can just bring that over here. You can see that there, there's a certain amount of, um, of distance that it allows you to go to before it steps into overbought, oversold territory. So over here as well, it's obviously this one's way overbought more than the other ones, but good enough. Um, so whenever, whenever the price gets really far away from the cloud, uh, how, how, do I, how do I get rid of this again? Sort of to give an example. Uh, I think it's... I forgot how you do it. Fuck it. Oh, wait, what is it here? Bar replay. There you go. So just, just to get rid of all the other stuff, right? So whenever, whenever the, the bar is really far away from the cloud, you should be selling because it's an overbought, it's an overbought territory. And let's see. And, and then you'll see that after, after a while it comes down closer towards the cloud, when it hits the cloud, the cloud acts as a support. So usually you want to, if you're in the short, you know, you take profit there or, or you want to buy there because there's usually a bounce, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then once it goes over here, you see right there, it bounced up a little bit, but now it's breaking through the cloud. Once it goes really far away from the cloud, um, then it acts as uh, oversold territory, basically a, a buy signal. And, and you can buy in to get closer towards the cloud. So right here, it's an oversold territory. It breaks up above the Tenkan-sen right there, found some resistance on the Kijun. And now the Tenkan-sen is going to break above the Kijun. And that's where you get a bullish crossover. And now it goes through the red cloud, comes over here, goes back into um, overbought territory once it gets a little bit too far. And then it comes back down and blah, blah, blah. So that's how, that's how the... Uh, the clouds work in terms of figuring out when is it overbought, when is it oversold. And then you combine that with the Tenkan Sen and the Kijun, the moving averages, to figure out when the trend reversal is to buy in um, to sort of challenge that cloud. Now, when so that sorry, that was just going to be my next question is because you can see that it's deviating from the cloud, but the question is when do you actually buy in? And that reversal is from the i can't even pronounce either of those so <laughs> <laughs> the the kijin and the, the tekansen so yeah so, the, there we go 
So, so the yeah, it's really weird names because this is a Japanese indicator, right? Yeah. See, um, I'm just Ichimoku is so far out of my wheelhouse. It's uh, <laughs> it's I, I I did a episode with Zorin, I think is his name, Zorin Cole. Um, mm-hmm. he did a great job of explaining it. You're doing also a fantastic job of explaining it because again, like I was saying, you know, you see this deviation, you know that, okay, there's probably going to be a reversal. It's a good time to either buy or sell, but when do you actually do it? It's when you see these crossovers. Yeah. So that's, that's one of the big things, right? So when you see the, when, when you see basically these, these two lines, the Kijun and the Tenkensen starting to pinch, especially after it consolidated from being so so far away. The, the whole thing about Ichimoku is that it gives off multiple signals. So you have to um, you have to use a lot of those signals in conjunction with one another in order to actually give yourself a buy or a sell signal. Um, so w- the first signal is right here, we're far away from the clouds, right? Um, the second signal is that the, the, the Tenkan-sen and the, I'm sorry, the Tenkan-sen is the blue one and the Kijun are starting to, to squeeze together. So the chance of there being a, a bullish crossover is, um, is, is, is pretty, pretty decent, uh, pr- pretty good chance, right? So, so right here is still not a buy signal, even though I, I probably would have bought just because it was so far away from the cloud. Um, but, but the safe entry would basically be over here when the Tenkan-sen and the Kijun have a crossover. They actually merge right here. Um, they didn't even cross over yet, but when when they have uh, when they're either merged or crossing over together, and then you have this bullish engulfing right here, and it's challenging this this cloud. So even though it's very close to the cloud, you have the support, which is the Tenkan Sen and the Kijun. They act as support or resistance, depending on whether if the price is above or below the trends. Um, but it acts as support here, and and you see a break into the cloud. So one one buy signal is right here. You got a bullish engulfing. You got the the two um, things merging, and and I would have bought over here just because we're so far away from the clouds. But either way, either which way, um, it this this is just a second confirmation, right? And then once we've broken into the red cloud itself, had this this hard candle close into the red cloud itself, that's breaking into resistance. So whenever we're inside of the red cloud, usually it likes to. You know, it, it still acts as a resistance level, but that is another buy signal because you're breaking into that resistance level. Um, and in, instead of just getting rejected down here, because a lot of times you'll see a trail the cloud and, and get rejected. Let me give a quick example of that. Right here is a perfect example, right? So um, here the, the, the candle hasn't completely closed yet into the cloud. Um, and you can see where as soon as it tried to break in, it just got resist- it got rejected and it trailed the cloud for quite some time until it dropped and it was really far away from, from the clouds printing in the future. So this would have been a buy signal just because it's in a oversold territory. And you can see over here, it challenged the cloud again, it got rejected. And finally, when it had a very thin cloud to go through and it broke back above the cloud, that would have been another buy signal um, to you know get into a scalp upwards, whatever. So there's... There's a lot of signals with Ichimoku, and it's it's a really complicated <laughs> indicator, and that's why I'm kind of all over the place. But that's just because there's so many signals that it puts out. Um, but the whole thing about Ichimoku is, is mostly all about buying, giving you safe, um, oversold and overbought territories for the best R and R, the best uh, risk to reward. So another example is basically this right here. Um, you know, we're very far away from the clouds. 
So that would have been a good sell signal. As soon as we came down over here, this red line on top of the clouds, whether it's a, whether it's a red cloud or a green cloud, as long as the price is above the cloud, um, the cloud acts as a support. So if it broke into the cloud, then, then that would have been heavy resistance and this would have acted as support within the cloud. Um, and then of course you have to factor in the Tenkan Sen and the Kijun throughout that entire time. So once we broke up out of this cloud, right? Um, and off to the, the races at that point. Yeah, it's off to the races. So once we broke up out of here, one you see, one you see that we're, we're breaking up into the Ichimoku cloud right here, and then right here is where we broke above the the moving averages, the Tenkan Sen and the Kijun, and then they act as support right here, and that's where they propelled the, the pump all the way upwards to where it had the the long term resistance up at this level. When it came back down, let me get rid of some of this. When it when it came back down and bounced on the cloud, that's another bullish confirmation of of uh, you know continuation, and then it, and once it broke back above the Tenkan Sen and the Kijun again, right here, then that would have been you know open season for this thing, gonna go long, for this thing. Uh, this is a, this would have been a clear signal for this going to to propel itself and launch forward because now we're above the clouds, the uh, the Tenkan Sen the blue line is above the, the red line. And the price is above all of them, which means that you have three layers of support right here. And also this, this green line right here, which I haven't really talked much about, this is called the lagging span. So the lagging span adds a, as, a, as a layer of confirmation. Whenever the lagging span is above the Ichimoku clouds, then that's a confirmed bullish trend. Whenever it's below the Ichimoku clouds, then that's a confirmed bearish trend. So we had, this right here was, was you know, all, all signals were flashing as bullish. The the price was above the, the, the Tenkan Sen was above the Kijun. The price was above the Tenkan Sen and the Kijun. And the price was also above the clouds. And the lagging span was above the clouds. So that would have been a clear buy signal for you know a launch up or a, a bullish rally. And after that, we did this whole fucking crazy thing. <laughs> <laughs> we went nuts. Yeah. So there's a lot to unpack there. I, I feel like it's taken a while for you to actually kind of perfect trading Ichimoku. Um, oh, it's, it's super, super complicated. Bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like there's a lot to it. On top of this, you've also mentioned FIB levels and then also pattern trading. Uh, do you kind of use both of these as well or is this separate? Do you use them in Confluence? What, what are you using... You know, at the end of the day, what are you looking at? Um, so at the end of the day, I also use RSI, um, though I have I've kind of been ignoring it lately. But um, at the end of the day, the my, my thought process is, you know, when I open up a any any give me give me an altcoin, any altcoin, right? Um, or actually, let's say if I'm on Binance, let me see if I can open up Binance over here and sort of go through my my hunting um process i was gonna say do you have like a day-to-day -day process where you're just scoping through the list kind of going through each coin or how to, how also sorry to kind of get off track here but um are you we were looking at the one day are you kind of have you reined it in a little bit are you trading longer time frames or higher time frames now uh, are you still looking at the 15 minute ever or what what's it what's it boiled down to and nowadays, I, I, I trade the, the daily and the four hour more than anything, um, just because I'm 
you know, I'm, I'm turning into a boomer. I don't, I don't have time to sit here. <laughs> You're not degenerate anymore. You can't sit on uh, your laptop all day and watch the five and 15 minute charts. Yeah. So it, it just, you know, it, it really takes a toll on you after a while, just sitting here and fucking charting this like nonstop. Um, so I, I, I yeah, for the most part, I mostly trade like daily now. And, and for altcoins, I'm actually mostly trade Bitcoin dominance, not even individual altcoins themselves. Um, but as a, as a quick little way of, you know, when I was trading altcoins a lot, um, or, or day trading more heavily for individuals out there that want to learn, one of the things that I, that I did, um, is I'll open up the, let's say the daily chart for, um, for this is Binance, the, the old school Binance. Cause if you're using the new, the new website, I don't know, man, I can't, I can't fucks with you, but, <laughs> but I'll, I'll basically go down the list of all of the altcoins, let's say, right. So we'll just pick up a random one, XLM. Um, we'll have the daily chart on to see what the macro level is. And then we'll have the Ichimoku. So as I said before, the clouds act as a, you know, overbought or oversold. It gives you a pretty clear indicator of, of where it is. So right now it's very close to the uh, Ichimoku cloud. I'm not interested in this unless it came down over here. Oh, wait a second. Let's make that white. Unless it came down over here and it was far away from the cloud right here, I wouldn't be interested in it. It's not it's not in buyer territory right now. This would be sort of buyer buyer territory, especially with this gap coming up on the Ichimoku cloud. So for right now, XLM is not good. So now I'll move on to the next one, Raven. Pick, just picking anyone. Now Raven's really close to the Ichimoku cloud. Um, it broke in. It's it's broken out a little bit. It's on a trend. So you know maybe eh, maybe maybe it'd be alright, but still doesn't look good to me. So now move on to the other one. And what I'm looking for mostly right now is altcoins that have that are in oversold territory this is breaking out of the cloud also look back i mean to be honest with you most altcoins probably gonna look bad right now a lot of them are looking <laughs> red uh let's see if i can find one though all right this one's not bad so this is nebel so the first thing i look at when i'm looking at when i'm going down the list of altcoins is these ichimoku clouds and see whether it's in bullish territory by, or, or uh or bearish territory right now we have the lagging span above the clouds we have the the price above the clouds but still not above um the the tengen sen and the kijun however you can see right here that it tried to break into that so once i can see okay this is something that i can play with then i'll look to see are there any are there any patterns at play? Is there any supports that I'm that I'm missing? So now start doing my regular, you know, traditional technical analysis on it, and um, and and go from there. So instead of doing TA on every fucking coin, you know, um, which would take a lot of time. Yeah, you lose your mind. Yeah, I use I use Ichimoku to figure out what is a good. Um, what is in a good buyer's territory? What is in a bad one? So right now that one doesn't look that bad. It's it's not in bullish territory yet though, but it's out of support. So maybe I'd throw a few bucks into this and and um, and see if I can you know scalp it long or possibly hold on to it for for a swing trade. Um, let's open up. Let's go real low. Let's see if maybe some of these look better. What what is EVX? I don't even know what this is. I've never uh, even heard of it. <laughs> yeah, I've never even heard of this one. So it seems like a lot of them are actually looking pretty bad right now, which kind of sucks. And yeah. buying the shit out of everything. You know, th this is good though for my audience because I feel like so many people they look at a chart and they're immediately like, "I gotta buy this." You know, oh, they're looking uh -huh. for anything to make it kind of 
Oh yeah, this is a good buy signal. Uh, I should I trade this right now. A bit. RCN, I don't even know what the fuck this is either. There's so many altcoins that have been added that I've just never even heard of. And I don't know if it's just me being a terrible investor slash trader that has stopped keeping up on all of this, but there's just too many. I I would lose my mind trying to keep up with all these guys. I I bought them all. I could talk about that strategy as well because I I just talked with uh, uh, um, discord.gg group uh bear bull group i don't know if you know them they're mostly big on on facebook more than twitter but i um, completely stay away from facebook so yeah it's facebook's a whole different oh i tried for like a week and it was just terrible i don't know crypto twitter is something else man i've never experienced anything like it um but it's it's not what it used to be though no true it, it, it's definitely changed and morphed over the last couple of years but still i think it's undefeated on social media and kind of people coming together and voicing their opinion and kind of sharing opinions yeah, a little, little bit too much too much opinions yeah. <laughs> in, my, in my opinion <laughs> that's fair that's fair um fuck i you know if if we did this yesterday like every altcoin like bullish and i guess overnight they just started to drop um, there's so many like ascending triangles and blah blah blah. Actually, there's a there's a pretty good one right here. So I guess we could talk about this one. What's this one? Bit- Bitcoin dark, dude. What is this? Diamond dark? Di- I think it's yeah, Bitcoin diamond. Jesus, who even? I, I actually mean, I- just saw somebody posting about this not too long ago. They were talking about the, I think it was Bitcoin diamond, the Bitcoin diamond having, and I was like, who the fuck cares about that? But, but, uh, it, but it's a, it's a pump coin. You can see right here. It's oh, just, for sure. It's just manipulated pumps because no one really cares about this at all. I don't care about any of the altcoins, to be honest. No. Yeah. No, the, their use case is putting dollars in your pocket. But so so for, for a perfect example, let's say I'll go through, you know, 10 coins and they all look like shit, especially with Ichimoku. Um, but then I, I opened up Bitcoin Diamond or whatever, Dark, whatever this is. And um, excuse me. And, and this one actually looks pretty good. So. Um, so we're inside, uh, we're, we've already broken it into the resistance cloud. The Tenkan Sen is above the Kijun, the blue line's above the red line, and the price is above both of them. So now I'll do traditional charting, which I can see right now, there's already a, a bit of a ascending triangle right here, right? There's on the daily. So we got that support that we're bouncing on that I just recently bounced on while everything's sort of dropping. And then we have a little bit of this resistance right here, or if you want to make it smaller, you can go from up here. Um, but this is basically an ascending triangle. So from here, you know, I, I'm I'm already it's already starting to break out of the the Ichimoku cloud a bit, and it's found support as one, two, you know, three layers of support um, directly below it. So I'm actually thinking that this may just trail sideways a bit more and then do a crazy pump up. Um, I don't know how crazy, but you know, good enough to to trade this uh, ascending triangle. So from here, I would I would find out what the ascending triangle target is, which is top of the triangle to the to the bottom, um, and then my target would basically be right below it. So from if if I were to buy in right now at six six eight one, I'd sell at seven two ten, and this would basically be a trade of about you know seven eight percent something like that. And it, it could go it could go much higher than that, um, I think, but. But that's what the technical analysis shows me for my, my take profit on this ascending triangle. So from here, I would do like a 7-8% trade. And then 
take my profits and then move on to the next one, you know, hunt it down again and look to see what looks prime for, um, for a pump or what looks like a good, good buy signal. So this right here actually looks like a pretty good trade, um, in terms of technical analysis. And, th and that's, that's my process of how I would go about day trading, looking for these charts. I would, I would first start going through every single one, um, looking at the Ichimoku to see if there's anything that, that looks decent. And, and, I, and I've been doing this for so long that it takes me like five seconds to see if something looks, uh, looks like a good buy or not. And then, I'll, and then I'll do technical analysis, draw out the trends and see if there's a pattern. If there's a pattern, then I'll, I'll take profit wherever the pattern um, you know, dictates I should. And then, and then just go from there, let it run, buy in, let it run and, and, you know, place your stop under the support or, or whatever, whatever the hell you want to do. Um, or let it run and be a degenerate. Don't use a stop. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, that's my, that's basically my whole process. It's not super complicated. Like a lot of, a lot of other individuals where they'll, you know, chart out. I don't know. I've seen, I see some people, have, you, you know, about, um, uh, Bitcoin Jack Sparrow, right? Yeah, I've seen some of his his Yeah, stuff. his his shit goes like he's like 500 IQ charting the stuff, right? <laughs> and more more power to him. Um but but I've been doing I I've sort of locked down this process and it and it works for me and so therefore I've never really looked for or like pushed towards learning anything else or doing anything else just because if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Right? Yeah, so, you you well one two. You've probably refi refined this process over the last couple of years, so you've kind of learned what's worked, learned what hasn't. And for you, a quick look, Ichimoku, you can say, okay, this is potentially a good buy. Mm -hmm. Then you kind of go in, do a little bit of technical analysis. You pull up some patterns, see where you could potentially buy in, take profits, that sort of thing, where to place your stops. So I think you've very much refined your kind of trading strategy. Uh, two quick things that I did want to touch on um, mm. with regards to pattern trading. You know, I, I feel like a lot of people start there. They, they see these patterns in the charts and they say, okay, I can trade this. Uh, it's definitely something that you should use on top of something else. But are there mm. any patterns that you see more often than others, especially when trading crypto? Oh, the 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 number one patterns that you see scattered everywhere is always well. There, there's three of them. There's um, the head and shoulders, the the ascending descending triangles, and the wedges. Those are the most common patterns out there. Period. Even even right here. You know, this is also drawing out a bit of a wedge. Um, so, you know, maybe it might not do this ascending triangle break. It'll get rejected right here. I personally think if it's going to break above the cloud, it's just going to pump up. So whereas a lot of people, um, you know, for this particular trade, whereas a lot of people would take profit right here, I think that it would um, it would break that just because of the Ichimoku cloud, right? So because I have these two layers of, you know, TA or whatever, um, I can see this breaking up above that and going up to a seven, eight percent pump instead of just you know three, four percent sort of scalp. Um, and and I could be wrong, but even you know even if it does find resistance there and then it comes back down a bit, I can I could always move my position up, or I could even do a trailing stop if you're using um, what's that website again? Um, 
gonna need a little more help than that. I don't know. Uh, um, also, sorry. It's... I don't. I don't know if you can hear this stuff that's going on in the background here. I've got the gardener out front, so I apologize <laughs> for that. If that's causing any sort of distractions. No, no, no. That's right. I can, it it's barely noticeable at all. Um. No. There's. Yeah, I forgot what it's called again. It's a uh, really popular website. It's kind of a brain fart, actually. Why? And, and I actually use the website. Um. Uh, now they made an exchange and they're white labeled with Binance. Uh, what is it called again? I couldn't if, tell you. Uh, I'll, I'll have to. I have to, you know, remember it another time. And, all, uh, all good. But uh, but yeah, but it's it's just like a combination of these things to to lead towards where I'm going. And I think my TA, especially um, now, when you have so many people doing all of this advanced shit <laughs> i think i think my team is a, a lot more leaning towards the traditional technical analysis strategies um whereas a lot of people now are doing a lot of momentum trading and and looking at um a lot of other different oscillators and volume and stuff more so than than i look at it but the ta is trading in general is it's it's not a science right it's there's so many different things that give out signals and um and a lot of it's subjective so find what works for you if it's profitable then you know just stick to it there's no there's no real reason to go around and look for a bunch of different other things which i i, I see very common in in uh in traders where even if they're making profits they still go around and they continue learning because you know you should always continue learning but uh, there's a bunch of other stuff that i know as well but i don't apply it to this just because this is what i've like you said, perfected and, and, and refined over the years to, uh, to work for me and, and work as a, as a decent strategy. Like I, I, I did harmonic patterns for a little bit and, and I, you know, I try to learn Elliott waves a little bit and, and that was a whole shit show with my trading experience. So, so I just, I just stick to the stuff that I know and, uh, and it's been working for me over the years. So. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, you said it best to don't, don't fix it if it's not broke. Um, and I, I feel like you touched on a pretty important thing here, which is these kind of flavor of the month indicators that we see, you know, one week it's open interest next week or next month it's RSI. And then the next month it's this and that. And people are just, you know, constantly updating their trading strategy or looking for something to trade instead of sitting down, kind of picking one thing and perfecting it. Because like you said, you know, there's, Trading isn't a science. There's a bunch of different ways to trade profitably. You just need mm -hmm. to find the one that works for you. And Ichimoku, with some TA, has worked perfectly for you. So there's no reason to change that, in my opinion. Um, so, I, I mean, most traders search for years and years and still don't find their trading strategy. Uh, on top of that, most people give up before they kind of find their own trading strategy. So I think you've done it very right. Uh, before we move on, is there anything else to your trading strategy that you want my audience to know? Um, <clears throat> well, th this is more of my, what I just showed, everything was sort of what I did if, if I was day trading. If I'm day trading, then I'll do this. Now I'm, I'm more swing trading and long-term trading, trying to do the whole, I guess you could say, um, uh, Crypto Cobain, King Cobain, King Kobe, <laughs> you know, do a trade, hold on for a bit and, and just let it ride and etc cetera, etc cetera. um i i think a lot of people over trade a lot um myself included i i get wrapped up in that quite a bit just because 
this is what I do for a living, right? So I'm always here on the computer, always looking at charts, always charting things. Um, so in order, in order to, to stop that, you know, you, you have to sort of develop this self-discipline or, or figure out a way to take up your time without looking at the charts all the time. So now I'm, now I'm playing Witcher 3, which is a great game. <laughs> but, but so you're living video, the dream. You're playing video games, trading crypto, making money. <laughs> yeah, I, I was out of video games for a very, very long time. I used to be a big gamer, but now I'm starting to get into them a little bit. Um, but yeah, like just figure out something to to take up your time where you're not staring at these charts a lot. Um, right now, I'm, try, I'm I'm starting a new, trying a new strategy where, um, for the most part, when I was trading day trading altcoins. I would always look at BTCD, Bitcoin dominance, because that's what dictates whether altcoins are bullish or bearish. Because um, everything's paired against Bitcoin. So of course, if dominance starts dropping, then altcoins are gonna be pumping. Uh, so right now I, I am bullish on, or excuse me, bearish on Bitcoin dominance, which means I'm bullish on the altcoins. And I'm trying out a new strategy where I, I spent like two and a half hours and I bought every fucking altcoin <laughs> on Binance. <laughs> Uh, and a, a lot of people, when I first said it, a lot of people laugh and they sort of mock me for it. Um, you know, I, I was talking to a Korean Jew the other day and, and he was like, what the hell? He's like, you know, you, you have enough experience to actually go out and do TA and make money that way. Why would you do this? Why would you spend your time doing this? Um, or, or, or why don't you just buy the, the shitcoin index on FTX or something like that, right? Um, and, and the reason why I'm not just buying out an index, which would be a lot easier if I was looking to trade the index, is because I'm not trying to trade the index. I'm trying to trade each individual altcoin simultaneously. Holy shit! While while <laughs> also trading, no, no, but hear me out. While also trading the index. So, if if the cycle repeats and we are in an altcoin season, altcoin spring, like I think we're in, um, then a lot of these altcoins are gonna pump and dump like crazy like we have been seeing with zilliqa and, and t fuel and and some of these other crazy um crazy altcoin pumps so i went through and i bought the majority not every single one but the majority i think it was like 170 something coins on binance and i set my sell my my sell limit on each of these coins at the very uh, at the top that it allowed me to sell at so um, Binance only allows you to put a limit sell order up to 500% from your entry. So I did uh, a limit sell order on all of those. And what, what my, what my goal is, is basically whenever one of these altcoins pump from either, you know, your favorite shillster shilling something or, or a news catalyst comes out or fucking Tika comes out with a Palm beach confidential scam pump coin thing. Um, Whatever the case may be, a lot of these coins, the altcoin market in general, always cycles through pumps. So my whole thing is to get exposure throughout each, the entire market, each coin individually, and try to net those crazy pumps. So once it hits 500% and it triggers my limit order, then I'll just take out those profits and I'll compound it into other coins that haven't pumped yet because I know that they cycle through. So my whole goal is to set out a minefield and once one of those, you know, traps get triggered, then I'll take the profit from that, put it into this, um, some of the other ones that I think look good, and then just wait for those to trigger. And it's my first time doing it. I think it's actually going to be a pretty good um, strategy. But by doing that, I could sit on my ass and 
you know, play Witcher 3. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to worry about it. You've taken kind of uh, the stress out of it completely. Um, and yeah. this is this is a pretty solid strategy. We've seen people do it last run. They had 50 different altcoins. As soon as one would pump, they'd drop all the profits into another coin. And they mm-hmm. came out very successful at the end of the day. And I think what this boils down to is you're looking at Bitcoin dominance and you're seeing that it's probably bearish or in your opinion, it's bearish, which means bullish on altcoins. And so Mm -hmm. that was kind of your reasoning to do this, which I think is the most important thing because, you know, there are people out there who own hundreds of altcoins and they just buy them and they hold them. No real reason. They think eventually it'll pump and I can sell it. You have kind of created a system for it. There's a reason why you did it. And then you have your cells set so that when one of these does go on a crazy run, like you were saying with T-Fuel, Zilliqa, uh, some of these other coins that have pumped, you know, five, five X already, uh, you can funnel those profits into the next coin. And so you're kind of keeping up on it, not just buying a single index, which some coins will pump, some won't, and it'll kind of just move up slowly as Bitcoin dominance drops. Uh, you're really trying to capture the full pump of each coin, which is probably going to be hard to manage and you're saying it's going to make it easier on yourself but i guess oh, you have your cells yeah it's a it, it's a system so every altcoin that i am bought into i i put it on my favorites list on binance so i have the star and and then basically i have no loose bitcoin on my account um so whenever i see whenever i log in like let's say two three days and i see that there's loose bitcoin on my account i i can see something yeah, something sold. So then I'll look into my my trade history, my trade logs, and then I'll see which one sold. I'll remove those from my favorite list, and I'll take those profits and put it into another one that hasn't pumped yet. There we and, go. Uh, and then wait from there. So it's it's very passive sort of, you know, wait for these things to pump, sort of stress-free. The only thing is if, you know, if the whole market decides to go against me, then obviously I'll, I'll, I'll take some losses. But um, but I'm not all in on, on all coin markets as well. So it's uh, it's money that I'm willing to lose, but I I think overall, if if it does go out, if it does happen to be like 2017 again, um, then I'll be able to net a lot of those pumps instead of sitting there and oh this one's trading and this one's trading and get into this one. The next thing you know, you're in eight different coins, which is what I used to do in 2017. Eight different coins, but then this other coin is doing this crazy massive pump, and you're completely you know left. You, you didn't buy in you, you're not holding on to that at all so you have no exposure there and uh and, and you're just seeing all your friends make money and you're just over here holding these coins that are you know going sideways <laughs> there we go i mean i i'm looking forward to seeing how the strategy plays out i think it will work out very well it sounds like you've already started to take profits on some of these coins so looks like it's starting to pan out and kind of things are going your way so far um so i'm looking forward to updates there uh, with regards to trading strategy, anything else before we kind of move on? Uh, I generally like to ask two of the same questions to all my guests to end the interview. Um, no, I think I think that's it. I know I I know I was stumbling around a lot on <laughs> on Ichimoku and everything, but no, I, I think you did a no, I think you did a wonderful job explaining it. There's a lot going on when you look at the charts, uh, and like I said, I there's just too much for me going on. Uh, but after that talk, it kind of makes a lot more sense. Um, so if there isn't, then, uh, generally 
to end the interviews, I first like to ask, you know, if you if you've got anything in the next 12 months that you're excited for, is there anything that you're looking forward to? I'm assuming this new strategy uh, and kind of doing this hands off approach is one of the things you're looking forward to. Is there anything else, though? Um, no, it's just it's mostly the strategy. Um you know, I got, I got my podcast and, and my little TA YouTube stuff that I'm trying to grow aside from that. Um, I'm not really working on any, any other projects. Uh, hopefully the YouTube stuff pans out to be pretty good. It's actually kind of, kind of hard to grow a following. I found pain in the uh, ass. <laughs> yeah. It's a huge it, pain in the ass. It is the biggest pain in the ass. In my opinion, it's just slow and steady. I feel like you start putting episodes out. Attention starts kind of getting to you you start growing slowly um, but you don't see those immediate results which is what is a huge disappointment for most people and 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 it's crazy because you know even if you have you know several thousand followers on twitter you know damn right that every single person on twitter is using youtube but they don't but they don't subscribe or, or tune in um just because i feel maybe it's on a different platform people are usually on their phones and you know, they don't want to switch over to YouTube or I don't, I don't know. I don't know what the case is, but um, honestly, I, I think yeah. that's it because I have the podcasting platforms that I put this show out to, and I've been trying to drive as many people as I can to the YouTube. And I'm still seeing that the actual podcast platforms are still keeping a pretty solid audience. So I think it's just personal preference. Some people, I personally don't watch a lot of YouTube because I'm on my phone more than I am on anything else. And so with a podcast, I can pull it up, listen to it, and do other stuff. Whereas YouTube, they sit you in the app and you cannot get out of there. And it's a huge unless, pain. Unless you get like YouTube Red or YouTube, whatever it's called, the, the paid. Yeah, YouTube. but no, no, nobody's paying for that. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, no, no one who's been here since 2017 has the money to pay for that. So <laughs> everyone's dead broke, hoping for the pump. Um, but okay. So no, you have, you have the YouTube, the podcast, we're going to get a link to all of that. We'll have a link to your Twitter as well for anyone who's interested in learning more, seeing more from Wolf, highly recommend following all of it. Uh, crucial information that gets put out. Um, anything else that you're kind of looking forward to? Um, actually I have one thing. It's, It's not really crypto related though, um, market related, but uh, I've been talking to a few people um, on crypto Twitter. I think it's like a group of like six people now. And it's basically people that are, are interested in either the end of this year or beginning of next year of all um, moving to Asia, back to Southeast Asia and, and creating like a little, just a, a group to travel and, and explore the, the world with, I guess. Um, I'm, I'm a digital nomad. So I, I live out of two suitcases and, you know, I, I just bring my work with me everywhere. I usually just hop over Airbnb to Airbnb. And it, it's a, thankfully this work allows me to live that lifestyle, but it, it, it does get lonely when you're just traveling around. You do meet friends here and there, but, but you know, when you're traveling around so much, um, you end up having to make new friends. But uh, the fact that there's now a little group of us of, of crypto traders and just crypto enthusiasts, whatever, um, and we're all interested in going to like Bali and Thailand and, and yada yada again. I am I am looking forward to that. I think that's going to be a pretty cool experience. Yeah. That's going to be yeah. super fun. I know people who have yeah, done similar dope. stuff and they rave about it. And they're like, this is how I'm going to live the rest of my life. You know, just with a couple close friends traveling around, 
working out of your suitcase, like you're saying. And I feel like that's become a reality for a lot of people, especially in this industry where all it takes is a laptop, your phone, internet connection, and you're good to work and make money. And it's uh, truly a beautiful thing. And I feel like more and more people are going to start doing that as this industry continues to grow. So I think so. Yeah. A lot of stuff that you've got going on. Very excited to see how all of it goes. I really want to see how this trading strategy plans out or pans out. Sorry. Um, So before we go, I always like to end with kind of the biggest tip. And uh, I'd say your strategy revolves around Ichimoku. I'd say that was a lot of the talking points of the episode. Uh, So for someone who's brand new to it, who wants to try to implement Ichimoku into their trading strategy, uh, what's your biggest tip for them? And then on top of that, for the more, I'd say, intermediate or experienced traders uh, who are already using Ichimoku, do you have any tips for them as well? Um, so I guess for the ones that are already using Ichimoku, eh, maybe... Well, one, one quick tip that a lot of people always ask and... Uh, well, it was more popular back in the days, but um, but one of the common questions is always, you know, what do you use? Do you use Forex settings or stock settings? Because it's a 24-hour market. Um, so before, a lot of people used to show, oh, you got to use Forex settings. Um, I highly advise against that. There's a lot clearer signals and better signals using stock settings with crypto. Um, for the most part, mo- both of them give out the same sort of signals, but it just looks a lot clearer using the stock settings. I used to use both of them overlaid on top of each other, or um, you know, I'll be able to switch one off, switch the other one on. But I've I've already basically removed the forex settings at all or, or completely, and I stick mostly just to the stock settings. It just looks clearer, better signals, and um, yeah, it's just it's just way better to use than forex settings, in my personal opinion. Um, for, for the individuals that are just trying to get into, um, Ichimoku for, for the newbies, have patience with it. You know, don't, don't try to look for a buy signal. The buy signal should be, um, obvious, right? So you saw when I was going through the Binance and I was going through like, you know, six, seven different coins, trying to look for the obvious buy signal. Um, and I wasn't able to find one until I basically hit, uh, BTC or BCD, Bitcoin, diamond, whatever. Um, but, but even then that one isn't necessarily obvious. That's maybe like a 70, let's say 70% buy signal. You want to look for the ones that are like a hundred percent obvious where it's either extremely over oversold and you see like a crazy, uh, distance from the price point to, um, the Ichimoku cloud. And and if you're and if you're still bullish on all coins in general, um, then that's where you want to buy in at when it's in like super oversold territory or sell when it's super um, overbought. You don't want to necessarily look to see when it's right in the middle and try to see and, and try to force a signal. Um, that's that's one of the reasons why I use Ichimoku is because you can go through the entire list and there's plenty of ch- coins to choose from, right? You can go through the entire list or even on Forex or, or equities or whatever, you can go through the entire list and look for one that looks like an obvious signal where it's like super oversold territory or super overbought territory. And then from there, you know, focus on that. Um, 
but yeah, that's that's the biggest tip that I have for for uh, for beginners. Don't don't force a signal. It should it should immediately just pop out at you. Yeah, I I really like that it took you know five six coins just to find something that looked halfway decent, uh, mm-hmm. because I feel like a lot of people when I talk to them they pull up a chart. They're like, okay, it's either a buy or sell right now, and it's not this doesn't look good. Let me wait or find something else that I can buy or sell. Uh, so like perfect way to end it would just be, be patient with it. I feel like people, when they're new, they're looking for new strategies and the first time it doesn't work out, they're like, this is a shit strategy. This is a shit indicator. Let me move on. Uh, when, you know, more experienced traders, I say, you know, 50 to 60% win rate with proper risk management is how you're going to do really well. So you lose a couple trades. You can't just say, hey, this is you know not for me. This is a terrible strategy, terrible indicator. Let me move on. Be patient with it. Trade it for a little bit. Look for those setups that are very obvious. Uh, one last thing before we go. Do you have any kind of resources on Ichimoku that you found particularly helpful as you were learning? Um... I don't have them off the top of my head. I there's I'm, you can go on YouTube and find you know a bunch of different videos. I, I made my own video. I didn't talk about the lagging span, but I kind of explained it in this video. It's super simple. The lagging span. If it's above the clouds, it's bullish. If it's below the clouds, it's bearish. Um, but I have I do have a YouTube video up. I think it's like 30 minutes long that dives into this, um, basically talking about what we just discussed in this video. Um, aside from that. You know, I, I would say stick to the video lessons. Don't, don't read. <laughs> don't, don't. <laughs> I, I learned TA from, on everything else, reading articles more than doing YouTube videos. But Ichimoku is definitely a complex one where I think watching videos is a better, you know, way to absorb the information than, um, <clears throat> than, than reading it. Just because there's so, if you're reading it, there's so much data that you have to absorb that is just going to be really confusing if you don't actually see it live on a chart um so yeah so if you're, if you're looking at, to learn ichimoku and and get into that i would definitely recommend youtube more than investopedia or something like that there we go perfect uh we'll have a link to that video as well i can go find it or if you want to drop it uh in my dms i'll put that in the description as well uh, along with your twitter youtube channel full youtube channel uh, anything else that you want, it'll be down there for anyone who's listening, who's interested. Um, I just want to say thank you. This has been a very wonderful talk from your kind of past, your crazy, crazy past. I think that was probably (laughs) the craziest intro that I have heard thus far. It's 125 or so episodes and I've never had someone with that interesting of a backstory. So thank you for sharing that. Thank you for walking through, showing my audience and myself kind of how you trade, what you're doing on a day-to-day basis, also what you're looking forward to. Um, is there anything else before we go? Uh, no, that's it. You know, if, you, if you're looking to do the, buy all the awkward strategies, by all means, go ahead, pump my bags. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, mar- uh, market buy all of them as well. Yeah, market buy them all, exactly. But yeah, no, that's... Uh, I, I think I covered everything. I want to say thanks for having me on the show, though. It was a, it was a good discussion. Yeah, I had, had a ton of fun, man. I really appreciate it. Yeah, cheers, man.